Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 5. My name is Mike Bachman. I am your host, and we went road course racing last weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Well, guess what? We are doing it again as the Xfinity Series, for the first time in its series history, will grace the asphalt of Sonoma Raceway. Really excited for this one out in wine country. We have a lot to look forward to. We're going to be bringing on one of the NASCAR betting preview show's own, Mark Harris at Skybox NASCAR, who also hosts the Laying Coin Pod and holds the keys to the Through the Gears podcast presented by FrontStretch.com. We're going to get his thoughts on Sonoma, uh, take a look at multiple betting angles and how he is approaching betting this race uh, with a number of cup regulars dipping down for this one and also being the fact that this is the Xfinity Series first time at this track. We'll get his thoughts on if that in itself is altering the way that he is approaching his handicap. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're excited. I hope you found somewhere comfortable. And in the spirit of Sonoma, why don't you instead cracking over in your favorite beverage, why don't you just go pop up with a little bottle of wine, pour yourself a little glass of red, get comfortable, and let's get into it. We're going to recap a little quick review of the Pacific Office Automation 147 from Portland last weekend. Great race. Uh, just another Xfinity, awesome Xfinity Series finish. And Cole Custer is your winner. Cole Custer gets his first win of the Xfinity Series season. We faded Cole Custer hard last week, so uh, was certainly on the wrong side of Custer. Didn't particularly have the best car by any means at this track, but uh, look, he was in the right place at the right time when we had a late race restart. Parker Kligerman uh, drove it in just a little bit too hot, ultimately took out both leaders in Sheldon Creed and Justin Allgaier, and Cole Custer was there for the taking, took advantage. Uh, Justin Allgaier, though, was able to rally and gave Custer a run for his money there at the end. Uh, made it difficult, but in the end, that double zeros in victory lane was the odds-on favorite, and he leads or leaves Portland the odds-on favorite with the checkered flag. So, uh, you know, we had faded Custer in the outright. We had faded him in in some matchups as well. We'll recap the bets in, in just a moment here. Uh, but just in looking at the complexion of this race itself, uh, Justin Allgaier, man, it continues to now, probably on the same pedestal as John Hunter Nemechek, in my opinion, uh, got that win at Charlotte. And, I mean, he was on his way to winning this race uh, here at Portland. You know, Sheldon Creed and, and John Hunter Nemechek with about 20 to go. Uh, Creed took John Hunter out, and that was warranted retaliation. Uh, we had expected that to happen. Did happen and took John Hunter out there with no caution thrown for that. And Allgaier was able to jump out to about a three-second lead as a result. And there was really nobody that was going to catch him if the rest of this race had gone green. But of course, in typical NASCAR fashion, that that shit never happens. Uh, so we were in for another for another late race restart. We got one, and again, just a dive bomb move by Parker Kligerman locked up the tires and. Uh, unfortunately, Allgaier and Sheldon Creed got the bad end of that deal. Uh, but nonetheless, Cole Custer was a great car, top five all day, and certainly something that I think a lot of us had expected has finally happened. Cole Custer's in victory lane, and you know he had a really rough start to the year. Finally is put together. That positive momentum certainly means something, and Cole Custer now entering Sonoma, 
certainly not the odds on favorite when you take a look at these other drivers that are that are entered but uh, still a great spot and I'm sure feels a lot of weight lifted off of his shoulders now back in victory lane but with that said guys let's now take a look at the betting card and recap the bets from this race a little bit of a downer a little bit of a down here but I uh, do want to just recap these real quick I had four outrights uh, one for Austin Hill at plus 600 Austin Hill comes away to finish fifth uh, really didn't have race winning speed it was kind of a borderline top 10 car for most of the day but you know was able to get himself back in position finishes top five uh, so still a solid day from Austin Hill, but really didn't have race winning speed at six to one. That's a bet I wouldn't have placed again. Uh, so certainly on the wrong side of that. Sammy Smith, man. Oof. This is a guy that, you know, I called a gunslinger, guns blazing. And I still stand by what I said about Sammy, but uh, really difficult to see him turn one lap and then get stuck a lap down and have no chance of even having a gr any any sort of a day. Uh, but when your shifter fails and, you know, you have some problems and that's in, in that department, you are not going to be uh, in, in good shape on, on these road courses. So that was really disappointing because I loved Sammy Smith uh, and I still love him uh, entering this weekend. Maybe not as much as I did, uh, but still Sammy Smith, that just was tossed into the bin as soon as that, as soon as that race virtually went green. We had Justin Allgaier 11 to 1. I, I loved this play. And the thing that I, I wasn't really able to watch most of this race. I was in the car, so I listened to the radio broadcast and I was just pleading for that non caution. And, you know, it's not going to happen. We, of course, get it. I think Allgaier could have certainly held off uh, Sheldon Creed and, and Cole Custer if that had been a clean uh, restart. But. Allgaier gave us a run. I mean, Allgaier gave it everything that he had, man, and was right there on the back bumper of Custer uh, when Custer was able to get that lead on the final lap. So uh, Justin Allgaier continues to be a beast. Uh, would certainly put him right on that pedestal with John Hunter Nemechek and Austin Hill as like the big three in Xfinity right now uh, fighting for the championship. So anywhere we're going, Justin Allgaier is certainly going to be on my radar. And at 11-1, to 1, I loved it. John Hunter Nemechek at 12-1. to 1. Honestly, when he wrecked Sheldon Creed, knew it was coming back to him. Sheldon Creed is a guy that is a take has like a take no prisoner mentality, and you know at these types of races where he could certainly win, kind of knew that John Hunter was going to be getting it, get, going to be getting the chrome horn back to him, and that's exactly what happened. So honestly, wasn't particularly mad about that. Just expected that expected it to happen, and and here we are. But uh, we were off on Cole Custer and put our stock elsewhere. As far as the head-to-head -head market, another bagel. Uh, Austin Hill plus 100 over Cole Custer. Cole Custer obviously won this thing. Austin Hill's fifth place finish does not mean anything. Uh, Sammy Smith minus 122 over Parker Kligerman was toast on lap one, as you probably already know. And then we had Josh Berry plus 100 over Sam Mayer. This is one that I had toyed back and forth and was one spot on the wrong uh josh berry had to really battle his way back from a couple of spins sam mayer was you know nowhere really he started in the back and finished third uh just one of those guys that again is able you don't really talk about him majority of the race but uh, is able to be there for a good finish uh so you know josh berry 
finish it fourth, one place behind Sam Mayer. Um, it just stinks that, you know, it was kind of my gut originally was on Sam Mayer, flipped it over to Barry with a little bit of plus money, considering how even their stats are on road courses. But uh, that is near, near here nor there. And then top fives. We did have Justin Allgaier to finish top five at plus 140 and Josh Berry at plus 225. So we were two for three on our top five bets and one position shy of sweeping. Uh, that being Myatt Snyder at plus 100 who finished sixth. I was, I'll was i be honest, I'm surprised that Myatt Snyder didn't bring as much speed as I thought. I'm glad I did not put anything down for him in the outright market as a result. Uh, but he too had a had a single car spin, was able to rebound to finish sixth. We are just one spot away there from from sweeping the top fives. Uh, but all in all, you know, more more negative than positive. Uh, but again, just circumstantial. The biggest thing that we missed was was Cole Custer, uh, and that's something that you know we can certainly take moving forward now, uh, knowing that he's got that win in the bag. And we'll certainly be contending uh, week in and week out, I think, as we continue to move forward here in the season. So uh, we will officially put Portland in the rearview mirror. And it's time to bring in our guest to break down this upcoming race at Sonoma. You've heard him before, I'm sure. Part of the NASCAR betting preview show family, host of the Lane Coin podcast, as well as the Through the Gears podcast presented by Front Stretch, Mark Harris at Skybox NASCAR. Dude. Welcome to the show. Excited to get your thoughts on Sonoma and talk some Xfinity, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, dude. This is the best series in the history of the world, and I could not be more pumped that you're doing an Xfinity-only podcast. So I'm pumped. Uh, first time at Sonoma in a long time, but uh, odds are looking, you know, some people are looking at them going, oh boy, here we go. We got the low guys at the top, but Watch out. We got some guys in that, you know, some Xfinity regulars that I'm sure we'll talk about. And uh, I think this weekend's going to be really entertaining. And uh, thanks for having me on. Excited to talk Xfinity. Yeah, right on. And I'm with you, man. These this this odds board is looking uh, is looking quite interesting. You know, we're seeing a lot of steam with the with the big three, of course. Uh, but we've got a lot of drivers that are going to be dipping down this weekend, which has given us a lot of opportunity uh, to look at some serious value. So uh, let's just take a look at a brief little race breakdown for you. Uh, this is race number 14 of the year. Uh, we'll be going for 70 laps with stages uh, going 20, 25 and 25. Uh, teams are getting six sets of Goodyear Eagles. We got the same tire setup as Portland and Coda. Same thing that they ran last year as well. And the first time the Xfinity Series is gracing the asphalt at Sonoma. Uh, really excited for it. It's been a long time coming. Really excited to see them on this track. No stage cautions. So last week we did have stage cautions at Portland, but we'll be keeping things green as we did at Coda earlier this year. And we mentioned just the star-studded group of drivers that are dipping down this week. Seven Cup Series regulars are entered for this race. We've got Kyle Larson for Hendrick Motorsports, A.J. Allmendinger for Colleg Racing, Ty Gibbs for Joe Gibbs Racing. There's your big three. And then a couple others. Cup Series defending winner of this race last year, Daniel Suarez driving for SS Greenlight. Ross Chastain is driving for DGM this weekend. Eric Almarola for RSS Racing and Ty Dillon rounding it out for JD Motorsports. So a lot of guys here, Mark, uh, that we're going to be having our eyes on here, I'm sure. Uh, but before we do, I just want to look at Sonoma as a as a whole, because this is the Xfinity Series first time uh, going to this track. We were at Portland here last week. 
Uh, but being that this is the first time that Xfinity is racing at Sonoma, where where are you looking in the grand scheme of things in a greater lens of of, of tracks that we should take into account uh, when looking uh, for you know winners here at, at Sonoma? Are you giving uh, equal weight to a lot of to most road courses? Are there some that you would give uh, additional weight to? Kind of what are your thoughts there when kind of looking in the grand scheme of this track? I think you got to look at all road courses in the Xfinity series. And yeah, you, you might put a little bit more emphasis on Coda, just, you know, Coda and Portland, just because we've been there already this year. But the thing that, that I really fall back on is what kind of road course prowess does this guy have? I like that word that you use. What, you know, do we have some wins in the bank? Do we have some top fives? You know, how do they run? Are they vocal about, do they like, road course racing like Parker Kligerman perfect example very vocal about it loves it grew up doing it that's his first love will always always be his love he's a great road course racer and you mentioned it we got a bunch of guys in this field and I you know there's going to be some varying equipment and I think that that's another thing that we have to look at you know Ross Chastain's DGM uh, Eric Almarola and Daniel Suarez I believe are both or no, one's a Chevy, and and anyway, SS Greenlight Racing is involved. Yeah. Um, it's just like yes, they're probably going to get Trackhouse help. They're going to get SHR help, but there's it's still one of these. How good is that car going to be? Right, we know how good the Hendrick Seventeen car is going to be. We know how good the Colic Sixteen or Ten car is going to be. We know how good those cars are going to be, but. Look at the equipment that these guys are in. Listen to what they say about their road course racing experience, if they like it, if they don't like it. So while in the Cup Series, I love doing comp tracks and I love looking at data from maybe some specific tracks. And But I think in the Xfinity Series, you got to look at the whole resume and look at what these guys have done over their careers. Uh, and like you said, we haven't been to Sonoma in the Xfinity Series in a long, long time. None of these guys have been out there. So... Uh, definitely looking at the cup guys at the top of the board once we get into the odds discussion, but uh, more or less equipment, experience, and uh, road course history in general. Yeah, and I think road course prowess is is the nail on the head right there. I'll be honest, DGM racing as Ross Chastain. I will talk about Chastain. I don't know how much information Trackhouse has been giving to that team. Is that team's been out to lunch every time Chastain's been in it? But uh, you know, different conversation. Anyway. Uh, experience does matter and you know in looking at a lot of these guys you know we've we've historically seen uh the majority and 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 just the, the similar names at the top you know week in and week out like Parker Kligerman is the great example because like you know that coming to a road course is that team's best chance to win so they're going to do everything in their power to try and get enough and and to be able to run up front and to get the win right uh, so we're actually seeing a handful of drivers uh, that are actually going to be dipping to run the Arca West Series race uh, here at Sonoma. We've got Riley Herbst, Cole Custer, Sammy Smith, among others. Those are the notables uh, that are going to be getting some additional on-track time here in Arca. So you talk about the experience. You talk about you know a lot of these drivers that might be at a disadvantage, or maybe not because the majority of this field hasn't been at Sonoma. But how much more of an edge would you give these drivers that are going to be racing in Arca. Because last week, Cole Custer ran the Arca race, you know, went on to win the race at Portland. Uh, so certainly some uh, some trend there. But are you giving much more weight to these drivers when, when you view them uh, as, you're, as you're building your card? Or are you kind of seeing much more of a level playing field when it comes to that? 
I think it's a wrench that you can throw in there. It's definitely a factor, right? I, I think that the more laps you have on a road course, uh, the better, right? Am I going to base a bet solely off, uh, well, this guy, you know, these guys are even, but this guy ran the ARCA race. N- probably not. But it's the same conversation of Xfinity to Cup. These, you know, we got seven Cup guys in the Xfinity field, and they're going to have a lot more laps. They're going to have a lot, you know, their eyes are going to be on this track. Their breaking points may be similar. The arc of the corners may be similar. And I think that that, yes, while it matters and while I will absolutely take it into account, especially for these young guys that are doing it, I'm not necessarily sold that that's an end all be all. Uh, but it is definitely is a, a little nugget that you can throw in there when you're explaining why you're on a bet or maybe why you want to take one guy in a matchup over another guy. Yeah, I think the more information you have, it certainly will work to your benefit. It certainly doesn't uh, doesn't deter you at all. But um, yeah, we take a look now at just the odds board. We'll talk about some of these guys here at the top. Uh, but in looking right here on Barstool, you got Kyle Larson at plus 230, AJ Allmendinger at plus 275. Uh, Ty Gibbs at five to one. So Ty is not seeing a lot like uh, Larson and Almondinger, which I do think that the way that this this is structured is valid. I think that this race runs through Kyle Larson. We know how good he's been here at Sonoma in the Cup Series. Uh, we met, you know, you mentioned the five straight poles. It's been a uh, really just strong performance from Larson here at Sonoma, and and coming down in a Hendrick Chevy. That's probably gonna that is the best car. Uh, Byron was in this car at, at Coda and ran exceptionally well too. Uh, so to have Larson in it, you know, this probably going to be run through Young Money. But you know, you look at AJ Allmendinger as well, which anytime he's down here in the Xfinity Series, just absolutely tears it up and 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 rips shit. Um, so in looking at these three drivers, we'll throw Ty Gibbs in here as well because we know how good Ty Gibbs is. Um, but in 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 your opinion, Mark, what would you say is the best way to attack these guys? Because their odds are extremely jacked up, and and rightfully so, right? Um, doesn't really make sense to put a couple units on one of these guys or find find another uh, maybe in the prop market or maybe it maybe in a head to head where you can get some additional value for some of these guys. When you look at the top of the board, where are you looking for value when betting these guys? Well, I think you got to bet one of them. You got to bet at least one, right? You got to find the guy that you think is going to have the best shot to win. And you can't bet more than one of them because, you know, unless you, you know, take a Ty Gibbs with a lower unit and, and, you know, Larson or Almondinger with a higher unit, um, that's the only way you can bet this at this point in the week. And I think that guy's Larson. And I, I hate to say that because I'm staring at Barstow right now and he's like plus 225, plus 235. And that's just gross, right? And you mentioned maybe maybe you find a matchup. Maybe I, I highly doubt that books are going to offer us anything uh, with Larson against anybody else besides Almondinger and Ty Gibbs, and he's probably going to be juiced on Ty Gibbs. So I think, you know, you, you got to pick one of them, and it's Kyle Larson's the guy for me. Have I la- laid any money down on it? No, I haven't. So I don't want to mislead people and say, run to the counter right now and bet Kyle Larson. I have not bet him yet. I'm still mulling it over. Uh, it, it may be one of those things where I, I absolutely wait, and if I have to take Kyle Larson at 2-1, to one, then I take Kyle Larson at 2-1. to one. I'm giving up 25, 35 cents, maybe 50 cents at you know a few different shops. But uh, Ty Gibbs, and, and also the placement, for the top two guys, Almendinger and Larson, almost unbettable, right? They're minus 150 plus, 
And that's just not my kind of deal. You know, maybe if we have a poor practice effort or maybe Larson starting in the back, something like that, maybe we can get like a plus 125 for a top three or an even money for a top three. Other than that, I'm looking at Ty Gibbs for a top three. He's at plus 140 uh, on DraftKings, plus 125 on Barstool. I really like that number because top three, let's say that Everything works out like the books think they are. It's going to be Larson, Almondinger at the top. They're going to run away with it. Well, where does that leave Ty Gibbs? Well, he's essentially racing everybody else, and I would take Ty Gibbs over everybody else in this scenario. So, And, yes, who says that Ty Gibbs can't go out there and win this race? Absolutely is possible. Um, But you you can't bet all of them, and it's the same thing in the Cup Series. You can't bet all the guys at 5-1, to but it's ironic. Kyle Larson, top of the board in both. Um, and I, I just, it, it's tough for me to bet Kyle Larson at that number. And it's equally as tough for me to bet one of the other two guys at the numbers they're at. So long winded answer for me to tell you that I'm not crazy either way, but you gotta bet one of them, right? I, I think the winner comes from one of these three guys. Um, uh, but if I had to bet one of them right now, uh, we're recording on Thursday night before practice and qualifying. If I had to choose one of them, it would be Ty Gibbs with the top three. Yeah, and getting plus money for Ty Gibbs is is definitely a good angle to take. And I love the way that you frame that. It's because, you know, you put Kyle Larson and A.J. Allmendinger kind of on the pedestal of their own, right? And then it's like Ty Gibbs versus the field. And that that's a really, really good way to look at it because nine times out of ten, Ty Gibbs is probably going to be the best car, best driver in that field. So, I like that. I certainly like the way that that looks. And, you know, in, in looking at Kyle Larson and Almondinger, I certainly view it as a pick as well. You should put one in your pocket. Um, A.J. Almondinger at plus 275 with a little bit more value. Um, you know, I, I, I do like. I've looked at it. I'm still staring at it. Uh, because, because, dude, I mean, you can't overlook these numbers every time Dinger dips into Xfinity. You know, and... When he raced at Coda, when he when he won this race at Coda earlier this year, you know he had to rally. Uh, he wasn't he didn't come out and just sweep the field uh, the entire race. He had to drive his way back, uh, and he earned it. But you know you look at last year, first at Coda again, first at Portland. I mean sixth at Road America, yeah. First at Indy, second at Watkins Glen, first at the Roll. I mean, are it's you absurd? Really? Are you nuts, dude? Are you nuts? Like. I understand Kyle Larson and everything that he's going to bring in a Hendrick Chevy, but honestly, my lean to pick one of these guys would be Almondinger and just the little bit that you are getting. They they were plus 250 even uh, the, earlier this afternoon and, you know, obviously getting a little bit of shift with Larson uh, and, and with Almondinger as well. So uh, I don't mind it. And at this point, like you, I don't have any in my pocket right now, um, but A.J. Almondinger would certainly probably be my play. I think, how can you not like A.J. Allmendinger? And that's why I'm so conflicted here because A.J. Allmendinger on a road course in the Xfinity Series is just, it's almost an auto bet. Like I talk about a few things that are auto bets like Bowman on a paved oval around even money for a top 10. A.J. Allmendinger at a road course. It's almost an auto bet for me, but it's tough. And I I was expecting these books to maybe give us, uh, you know, a little more at the top of the board. And when I say more, maybe like a four to one, a five to one, because we do have all these cup regulars, but clearly they see it differently. They see Larson, they see Almondinger in a league of their own. And that's, that's the bed that, that we have made for us. 
And I, I, you can't go wrong with any of them. And that's why I kind of, my answer was, I'm going to kind of leave it up to y'all. Like, I, it's just, you, you can't bet both of them. You got to pick one of them and you can't go wrong with either one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll be on the wrong side. You, you hope you're on the right side, but you know, it's a 50, 50 shot. Um, and you know, there's not one way or another that, you know, I would say is, is a better bet just because of the number that you're dealing with and, and the prowess of, of road course racing that you got with these two drivers. But with that said, Mark, uh, want to now dive into some of the, uh, some of the additional betting angles here into some of the prop markets, uh, beginning with the head to heads and much similarly, like, uh, like Darlington a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot to like, um, you know, you talk about some of these guys like Daniel Suarez, like Ross Chastain, they're still getting a lot of name juice, I think, uh, when it comes to to matchups. And and there's a lot on the board that I'm, I'm going to be placing it and talking about here. So uh, I'll turn it to you, though. Where are you looking in the, in the head-to-head market that's caught your eye uh, here for the Xfinity race? How about anyone versus Chastain? <laughs> I'll start with that. Uh, I love it. You said it. DGM, you know, you got to believe that Chastain is getting help even when he goes to trucks in Nice. Like, yes, Coda, he had the fastest truck, in my opinion, uh, fuel pump issue, whatever. But some of the other races that he's raced for Nice have not been stellar trucks. And when he comes down to the Xfinity Series with DGM, they have been the opposite of stellar. They're they're worse than, than the Nice trucks that are getting put out for Chastain. So do we know what Chastain is going to have exactly no we don't but we know what we saw at indy road last year and it was a mid-teens place car and i was all over the xfinity regulars against ross chastain if you got it before practice and qualifying it was what they are now minus 110 minus 120 maybe minus 125 after practice and qualifying the number is almost unbettable it's minus 160 it's minus 175 so I see an Austin Hill bet versus Ross Chastain, which I don't, I'm not crazy about it, but it will have money being laid down on it. I can guarantee you that he ran Austin Hill. That is ran very well at Portland last week. RCR has been putting together some absolute rocket ships on these ovals. And uh, we saw Creed lead a bunch of laps at Portland. And I think, you know, he, I don't think he had the fastest car, but you know, he was up there. You got to give it to him, sat on the pole. And so I think, um, so let's back up. If it's RCR versus DGM, and even if Ross Chastain is getting some help, a little bit of help, I don't think it's you know what Larson's. It's absolutely not what Larson's getting. I'm not going to get ahead of myself here, but anyone versus Chastain and Austin Hill is the one that I see. And um, you you mentioned it, Suarez too, his track house teammate. Uh, I like Justin Allgaier over Daniel Suarez because Justin Allgaier. I know that that JRM doesn't have a win or. Yeah, they don't have a win yet, right? Oh, that he won it. No, he won. All guy, all guy won that fuel mileage. That's right. Yep. So that was their first win of the race. Took them thirteen tries or twelve tries to get into victory lane, and when you see that, you go, "Oh, JRM's off this year." Well, hold on a second. Justin Allgaier has been running extremely well. I know, or I'm talking about ovals here, but he's finished in the top three on every single oval we've been to, which is absolutely absurd to me. Uh, and he ran extremely well at Portland last week. I was on him outright, and we know what happened with him and Creed. But we don't know what's coming out of that. what kind of car Suarez is going to be. And it's the same conversation with Chastain. What kind of equipment are we going to get? And this is my favorite part about betting the Xfinity Series because you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours going to look at numbers. And you can, absolutely. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not telling any 
anybody not to go look at numbers. You absolutely should. But when it comes down to something like this and it's an equipment bet, you, you don't. I don't have to look any further and I don't feel like I have to do any more explaining than to say I'm going to take Allgaier over whatever the shit box that Suarez is going to be in and I'm going to take Austin Hill and whatever shit bo- over whatever shit box that Chastain is going to be in. So uh, I, I, I also one more matchup that I want to throw out there. Daniel Hemrick over Riley Herbst. And I'm not I'm definitely more confident in the other two and fading Suarez and Chastain. Um, but we got two Xfinity regulars here, and Hemrick actually has not a ter- – and when I say not terrible road course resume, it's actually fairly decent. He's got four or five top fives in his career in the Xfinity ranks on road courses. He ran very well in practice last week at Portland, uh, top five practice speeds, averages. Uh, obviously, he caught on fire, so we didn't really get to see what he had. But Riley Herbst, on the other hand, uh, has started the season off hot and then – you know, the last, you know, he, he Rory said it best on our show. He tore some shit up and now it's like, okay, where did the speed come from or where did the speed go? And he also, I tweeted out, I bet on him at Charlotte and I'm just, or at Darlington, sorry. Riley Herbst is going to Riley Herbst. There is a, you, you got to account for Riley Herbst wrecking when you come, when you bet on the Xfinity series. And I, I, I like Daniel Hemrick minus 115 over Riley Herbst this week just from, I think Daniel Hemrick is a better road course racer than Riley Herbst is. So I know I just went on a spiel here and I probably went over my allotted matchup time, but I'm feeling juiced up about these things this week. What, what do you what do you like this? Hell yeah, man. Nah, the, the floor is yours. And I love those call outs. I had Austin Hill minus 120 to Chastain as well. I had the all guy at even money. Um, I think those are two, two, two great calls, you know, uh, you talk about all in, in staying with Allgaier and Suarez here to start. You know, runner up last week at Portland was on his way to win that race. I also had a I had an Allgaier Allgaier outright too. Um, we obviously know what happened there, but uh, that that seven car is just always showing strength up front. Was fifth at Coda earlier in the year, and you know, when looking at their pre practice and qualifying rankings per win the race info, you know, Allgaier sat sixth and Suarez is down there at seventeenth. So, you know. SS Greenlight was awful last week. Both cars didn't finish better than 30th, and, you know, problems plagued them. But to think that Suarez, no disrespect to Suarez, but to think that he's just going to come in there and that team is just going to magically take this huge leap uh, to, like, a JRM level is absolutely diabolical okay and so I like how you put that That's good. yeah and so you know it's a it's an easy play for an even money matchup at all guyer where you know that he's he's just going to run up front and you know barring an incident will should be able to win this matchup pretty handedly austin hill has been the king of consistency he's had i mean four straight top five finishes he's just a driver that is he's not a sexy pick he's not he's not a flashy pick but in one way or another, always finds himself in contention at the end of these things. And, you know, on road courses last year, fourth at Road America, runner-up at Coda, uh, third at Portland. And, again, you're just betting equipment over driver. And despite what Chastain could potentially bring, that car has been shit this year. And Austin Hill continues to just tear it up week in and week out. So I do like those. Um, I got another matchup with an RCR teammate here in Sheldon Creed, a little bit more juiced on Caesars at minus 135 to Daniel Suarez. But, you know, you talked about Sheldon Creed. It was arguably the best car last week at Portland. Has just 
hasn't been able to close the deal. It's been heartbreak week after week for Creed. But, you know, again, we're not asking him to win. We're asking him to finish ahead of Suarez. And he should very, very much be able to do that. Uh, he tends to qualify well. Probably going to He's probably going to be one of the toughest guys to pass on Saturday, especially after what happened last week. So get him a good starting spot. You know, both road courses, both road course races this year, Sheldon Creed has been tagged and wrecked from the lead. So, you know, this is a guy with a chip on his shoulder that's probably going to be, you know, I like to use the term guns blazing, and I think he's going to be bringing it out to California. Uh, so I like minus 135 to take the juice. And then, uh, like you, I think the Daniel Hemrick is is a good side. I'm avoiding Ross, uh, Ross Riley Herps like the plague. It's just, you know, you cannot get much worse than the the run that Riley Herbst has been on. And it sucks because, you know, he starts off the year and it's like he's finally going to break through. He's finally going to show us that upside that he brings as, as a driver and just totally in rock bottom, dude. And, you know, there's something to be said about a driver's mentality when it comes to that because, yeah, he might run well, but in one way or another, he, like you said, he just, he Herbsts. Uh, so, Daniel Hemrick, I think, I think is a good side there. Um, I got an even money matchup available on DraftKings, available pretty much anywhere uh, I've seen. But Sammy Smith, minus 115 uh, to Parker Kligerman. I talked the shit up of Sammy Smith last week to see him one, run one lap to get, and get caught a lap down to finish 30th. So uh, if, we, if I expected him to be so good last week, I obviously have the same lean this week. I like that he's going to be in the ARCA race. And... I, I stand by how I feel about about Sammy Smith. He's one of those guys that, you know, fourth at Coda this year, pair of career top fives at Watkins Glen and both Xfinity and Arca. And in looking at Parker Kligerman, you know, like I had mentioned, encircling these road course races, sees, as a, sees it as such an opportunity to win. I think that being in that all or nothing mode does not help him because that seems like what this team where this team could be at. I mean, he's he's been checkers or wreckers recently, dead last in two of the last four races, and had the shot at Portland, but, you know, dives in a little bit too hot and takes out the leaders and, and ends his day at, at, a, at a top three finish. So um, in, in having that mentality and just where that team could potentially be, Sammy Smith has that win, you know, has that playoff security. Uh, I love Sammy Smith, man. I think he's, uh, I really do think he's hes a road course ringer in the making. Um, and I like this spot with Clickerman at even money. Interesting matchup here, okay? You got Sammy Smith, the young gun, an incredible equipment, or what should be. And you got Parker Clickerman, who's extremely vocal about how much he loves road course racing. And yes, last week, he is checkers of records. He's all or nothing. We saw what he did at Atlanta. It, you know, the two places that he can win, legitimately has a chance to win is super speedways and road courses. And he went across the line backwards in third or fourth at Atlanta. And he dives bombs turn one at Portland going for the win. And it just hasn't worked out for him. Now, the only reason that I'm skeptical to fade Parker Kligerman is because of his road course skill. And Sammy Smith, you named it. He has ran a couple races in Xfinity road courses, and he's finished top five in both. He finished top five at Watkins Glen in the ARCA series and, you know, ran one lap at Portland and his race was over. So um, I'm, 
I'm not going to go either side here. I, I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you. I do know that Ryan Stevens at WinTheRace.info is also on Sammy Smith. He's on the same side as you. Um, I just ah, – Parker Kligerman and road courses, just not something that I particularly want to fade, uh, but definitely not uh, opposed to backing Sammy Smith. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and that's extremely valid. I mean, Parker Kligerman is is always a threat at these types of races. Uh, so you know, it's it's again, it's kind of like a pick and choose type thing. Um, and it's you know, the matchup set at minus one fifteen each side too, which is which is particularly interesting. Uh, knowing Parker Kligerman's uh, road course prowess and and Sammy Smith with the upside you know that he brings and just the small sample size that we've seen, but. Um, you know, I like it, and uh, I'm I, I'm I'm rolling with my gut uh, to stick with my to stick with my Sammy Smith, uh, my Sammy with your Smith guns, stuff. boy. Stick exactly. with exactly got us. So uh, we're, we're taking it, but uh, we'll transition now into into some props uh, where you called out the Ty Gibbs top three. Um, not much being offered in the top five market this week, man. Uh, only book I've been able to find that's got some is Tipico. Uh, there is some plus money that I do like. I, I've looked at and locked in Sheldon Creed top five at plus 120. You know, these are guys, again, these are guys that in a normal Xfinity race are probably going to be on the on the minus side of some of these props. Uh, so Sheldon Creed at top five at plus 120, I do like. Um, I mean, Justin Allgaier is another guy kind of in a similar number at plus 150. Uh, I want to throw another name in here, though, because we talk about just... I mean, whether it's disrespect, whether it's just the fact that, you know, the books don't think he's going to be able to compete with some of these other guys. But John Hunter Nemechek yes, yes. sat, dude, sat here at plus 300 on Tipico for a top five. He's got the experience running Sonoma. I mean, ran truck, ran the truck race last year. He's got a top, uh, what is this, top five and five of 11 starts on road courses in his truck series career. And... His finishes this year on road courses are not particularly indicative of how he's run on this type of track. He had a fast car at both Coda and Portland. He was leading that race, but warranted payback from Sheldon Creed, uh, which I do. I so I had an outright on John Hunter as well. I knew that was toast as soon as Creed got to his back bumper because there was no way that Creed was going to let him off easy and and turned him. And you know what? It was deserved. Whatever, but. Case in point, John Hunter is good everywhere. He's the points leader and sat at plus, he's, he's three to one to score a top five. You know, take the expectation that Kyle Larson and AJ Allmendinger are going to take two of those spots. That still leaves three spots available. Ty Gibbs obviously has a great shot, but I give Nemechek as good of a shot as these guys, as these other guys in these price ranges like Creed, Allgaier, uh, even Cole Cusser for that matter, just because of how good he is, the equipment that he's in. So, and the fact that you'll never see this number again. So, to get three to one for a top five at John Hunter Nemechek is uh, a bet that I love. Um, and I, and even those other guys I mentioned at plus money, uh, I don't think that you can necessarily pass it up. But uh, what would you say about that? I can't believe it took us this long to talk about John Hunter. I mean, 22 to one outright, my word. And I, I understand like, where are you going to stick all these guys uh, with, with the top of the board looking like it is. I think John Hunter should be in this like Suarez, Sheldon Creed, all range in this 10 to one to 14 to 16 to one. <clears throat> I don't think that John Hunter wants being 20 to one plus. I think that's frankly ridiculous. Uh, you said it tough to find top five odds, but three to one for a top five absolutely will be laid. If I can get my hands on it, 
I even like the top three number at plus 600, uh, five and a half to one at most places, but I have seen a six to one. I don't remember where I saw it. Might've been DraftKings. Uh, boy, I mean, J- John Hunter, I was regretting not having a ticket on John Hunter last week uh, w- after watching that first stage. I mean, he was such a fast car. He was on Creed's back bumper. We know he got around him. Then Creed got back around him. Uh, and you said it, his his finishes have not been indicative of how he's ran. He has had extremely good cars. I think my, my theory is that they just took all the resources, cars, people, binds, whatever that Ty Gibbs had in the Xfinity series and just gave it to John Hunter. So uh, I don't understand this line. I, I don't think that he has a phenomenal shot to win just because of the guys that are in this race in the top of the board, but you can't look past the 22 to one number. So I will be betting 22 to one for John Hunter. Not going to be a huge wager. Uh, I, I, if I was going to choose one way to be on John Hunter, it would be that top five at three to one, because I, I just, in no way, shape or form should that 20 car be 22 to one. Once again, I think he should be in that 10 to 12 range. And after practice and qualifying, I expect him to be definitely sub 15 to one. So if you're going to bet John Hunter this week, absolutely get on it before practice and qualifying. Yeah, that's a great call out as well. Um, you know, very valid in terms of seeing those numbers, those numbers jump. But John Hunter currently, uh, that plus 600 for a top three is on DraftKings. And John Hunter at 22 to one. Ross Chastain is at 22 to 1. Sammy Smith is at 22 to 1. So the fact, I mean, you're getting John Hunter with. Uh, it's absurd. Dude. Ross, yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, it, it is absurd. Um, so would definitely get on that. And the top five, yeah, top five plus 300 on Tipico. So if anybody in New Jersey, Colorado, a uh, couple states that Tipico is offered, I would get on that as well. You're just not going to, you're, you're not going to see it again. Um, so just a lot of disrespect from the books this week on, on our man. Just one more little point here. Cause I brought the odds back up. It yeah. is just bonkers to me that they have Suarez and Chastain at a lower number than John Hunter. That is, if you guys are listening, well, by the way, if betters are listening, hurry up and bet it. If anybody else is listening that has any say in these numbers, my word, that is just, it's, it's just, it's almost like a bad line. But it's not. It's like they, there's no way that they they're, they're still going to take the action on it. But I just can't believe that. It's just the more we talk about it, and the more I think about it, I'm just like, this is it's just absurd. It really is. Yeah, the more we talk ourselves into in getting on it, which uh, I'm on it as well with you. Twenty two to one on DraftKings. I I put some down. Uh, but Mark, let's now just transition into the outrights a little bit and talk about some of these other drivers. Uh, you know, you mentioned John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, I love Justin Allgaier's number. It's 16 to 1 on Barstool. That's one that I've bet as well. And, you know, these other Xfinity regulars, Cole Custer, 11 to 1, Sheldon Creed, 11 to 1. I believe Caesars has got an odds boost at 12 to 1 for Creed, uh, which is a little interesting. But you're getting a lot here for these guys. Uh, you know, Cole Custer is, an, is interesting too, you know, at 11 to 1. Having the win last week wasn't the best car by any means, I would say. But. The momentum is real, and this is what we expected Cole Custer to do out of the gates. He's been ripping off top fives after top fives. He's top five and six of the last seven. And again, we talk about the experience, the lack thereof here in Xfinity. Cole Custer's got that experience from Cup, very valuable. You know, also running the ARCA race. 
do what you will with that. And he was the odds-on favorite last week at around four to one. So to get him at eleven to one here at another road course, and that the drop-off, the most interesting thing actually looking at this now is the drop-off from Larson, Dinger, and Gibbs to the next guys. Everybody else is beyond ten to one, at least on DraftKings. And you know, it's you would think that a guy like Creed or Cusser would be more in like that eight to one range, maybe. Uh, with just how well they have run, um, but to get these numbers is uh, you know is is particularly interesting. So uh, to get eleven to one for a guy like Cole Custer, I faded him hard last week and bit myself in the mouth because of it. Um, but that's here there here near nor there. Um, and uh, you know Sheldon Creed is another one. I, I like him at his top five. I wouldn't be opposed at at eleven to one either, considering. Uh, the chip on his shoulder and just how he could just run through the entire field this weekend uh, to try and get that win. He's been so close. Um, but Mark, some of these other numbers that you like, man, are you looking at anybody kind of in this 11 to one to 20 to one range? Uh, I mean, even guys, we even don't even mention Josh Berry, 50 to one, Sam Mayer, 40 to 40 to one, Parker Kligerman's 28 to one, a little interesting. Um, you know, we don't, I don't give, those guys much of a chance to win but uh you know the fact that they're this long is just like again when are you when are you might ever going to see that again is it worth just putting a little bit and sprinkling a schmeckle or is it is is it going to be too heavily dominated by the top to where those that are going to be jockeying for position it's it's that much tighter if that makes sense this is the xfinity series and there we've talked about uh this week and a lot of people have how sonoma is not the most electric track you know it doesn't have that crazy corner so probably not going to see chaos but i think the only way that a guy like barry mayor kligerman uh chandler smith 80 to 1 i mean brandon jones is irrelevant this year (laughs) I didn't even Any, see but, Chandler Smith. I, at well, I, I I just think I I think you're almost wasting money at that yeah. point. Like if if this is Indy Road and these guys are eighty to one, hundred to one, that is an absolute no brainer. I mean, if you're getting ten to one for a top five on some of these guys or a fifteen to one, absolutely. But I just I there's not as much shenanigans at Sonoma. And watch, they're going to go out there and it's going to be a complete shit show. And the winner is going to be seventy five to one, Josh Berry. Right? It's just or 50 to one, wherever he's at. But at this point in the week, Mike, I'm just not completely sold on throwing even a few shekels. Yeah. Maybe a few shekels, no more, absolutely no more than a few shekels. You know, I call them flyer bets, you know, something you can put very little money on and have a a pretty decent return, but almost in my opinion, you're wasting your money on those guys. But uh, like I said, and you know, I want to extend the conversation that we were just having about John Hunter, I, I don't think he should be at that number. I think he should be in that low teens, that 10 to one range. And I don't think that Sheldon Creed should be the fourth favorite. I know that he ran and le- ran well at Coda and led laps. He led a lot of laps last week at Portland. I understand that. But if you just look at like, use your eyes, there was points where Sheldon Creed was leading and there were six cars lined up behind him and they couldn't pass him. Like they, I would say the majority of those guys were faster than him. And I don't want to take away from what Sheldon Creed has done. I just don't think that he should be the fourth favorite over guys like Allgaier, guy Custer, who won last week, uh, like John Hunter. Um, and I, I think 
Parker Kligerman at 28 is interesting. I, I just, you know, we talked about it earlier. He's a, he's a checkers of records. He's a win or nothing. Um, and he just doesn't scratch the itch for me at 28. Maybe if it was 38, maybe if it was 40, uh, then, you know, that would open up the top five number on him a little bit. I think that's an interesting conversation, but guys that I'm just not looking to bet right now, Creed, uh, Daniel Suarez, Chastain, obviously, um, Sammy Smith, just don't love the number at 24. I do love what he's done in the Xfinity series on road courses, but just not crazy about the number. And then, you know, Mayor and Barry, I, I use this term often. It's I'm just numb to them at, at, at this week. Just not crazy about him either way. Josh Barry had a great qualifying effort last week, ran up front. Uh, I think he got turned at, at, yeah, he did get turned early in that race and, um, just not, you know, he's, he's, where Parker Kligerman is vocal about how much he loves road course racing. Josh Berry is vocal about it ain't his favorite thing to do, you know, and he does, he puts the show on for sponsors and he's like, I'm really looking forward to learning and we've got a fast car and et cetera, et cetera, but clearly not a guy that loves road course racing. So I, I just think that when you get to the 20 to 25 to num 25 to one number, aside from John Hunter, I, I just feel like you're wasting your money at this point. And I, and I, I don't expect it to be a mayhem stricken race. Uh, and I'm, I'm, we're, we're going to listen back to this podcast and I'm just going to be eating my words. So, uh, yeah, top of the board for me, uh, you know, Larson, Almendinger, choose your poison, which one you want. Um, and then I think all and, and John Hunter, two guys that, uh, that have run extremely well this year. John Hunter, I think is the class of the field. Just can't believe that he's a 22 to one. I think you got to bet that at this point. Yeah. All good stuff. Uh, we'll certainly be watching and, you know, really excited to see these cars on track for the first time. So, Mark, I think it's a lot of really good information and insight. I'll give you the floor here to let the people know all the great stuff you've been cooking up for the NASCAR betting community and everything else that you've been working on. So uh, tell the people, man. Yeah, man. Wednesday night kicks it off. We got the live Twitter spaces with the NASCAR betting preview show, as you guys know. Uh, have a wonderful time and all the guests that Derek brings on. Uh, with that, and it, it feels like the kickoff to the week for me. You know, I do my I do my uh, my research Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and get prepped uh, for Wednesday night show. And then typically we record laying coin, uh, which is me and our buddy Rory Picks, uh, who's also a part of the NASCAR betting preview show. And and we have no notes. We uh, we click the record button, and you know, obviously I, I've got some notes in front of me, but we we have no set script. We kind of just shoot the shit. Two guys drinking beer. Uh, on the couch and we hit it all trucks xfinity cup whatever comes to mind uh talk a little bit you know it's not all gambling a little bit of fun fanness that we like to bring into it and then uh friday afternoons through the gears presented by frontstretch.com as you well know mike um you know comes out and it's a quick hitter and i like to i like to tell people uh that some people take shits longer than that podcast so uh, we, we like to have fun around here. I'm definitely not the, uh, the most buttoned up type of guy, but, uh, we like to have fun and, uh, sure as hell like to bet anything to do with NASCAR, especially the Xfinity series, the best series in the world. Yeah, man. I love it. And, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, before my time and getting in touch with these guys, uh, launched the through the gears podcast with front stretch was able to hand it off to mark who's done an exceptional job and i have to tell you man 
when you first uh, when you first gave that that little motto that people take shits longer than that podcast, I lost it, dude. That is like that. Put it on a mantle and frame that shit because that in itself will just draw draw eyes to your podcast. That was just that was just pure gold, man. So props to you for that. That 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 got me. I don't know where it came from, but I said it a few weeks ago on the Wednesday night Twitter yep. spaces, and I was like, yep. you know what? I think I might run with that. Yeah, I was like, dude's a genius. Uh, absolute gold. So, Mark, I mean, it's good talking to you, man. Uh, do good stuff, and I appreciate your time here. I'm sure we'll be in touch, and uh, looking looking forward to this race, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Xfinity, first time back. I'm, I'm stoked for it, man. Thanks for having me on. Have to thank Mark Harris once again for joining the show today at Skybox NASCAR on Twitter, host of the Lane Coin Pod, through the Gears Podcast by Front Stretch, and of course, one of the NASCAR betting preview shows own. So be sure to check out all of his work and what he's doing. And for me and today's edition of the show, that's going to do it. But before we do go, you can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Make sure that you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all the betting insight you need to gain an edge on race day. These guys are pumping out content like nobody's business every Wednesday. It's a great rotation and panel of guests. They give out such great information early in the week. So be sure to participate and get yourself in there. It's really, really awesome, and it'll do you very well. You can follow me on Twitter at MVBachman, also on TikTok at TheMikeBach for additional betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR. And what do you say we put a bow on this thing, ladies and gentlemen, and tear down. Really excited for this race here at Sonoma. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to do a little back-to-back road course racing, a little left and right turns for these guys. It's going to be really great. And the complexion of this field with seven Cup Series regulars. You know, we'll probably be talking about Kyle Larson or AJ Allmendinger next week, but, uh, you know, there's certainly an opportunity for some of these other guys to potentially get a great finish and maybe even squeak in there for a win. So uh, be sure to join us next week for all of that. We will recap the race here at Sonoma and then look ahead to the race at Nashville, which we do get a week off. So uh, we'll see what we want to do with that show. But... Guys, appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. Help me get this show off the ground. Could not do it without you. So be sure to catch some winners in Sonoma. I'm out of here.